Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Great to have you with us today. We're getting closer and closer to Election Day, and believe it or not, our countdown is down to single digits. How about that? We'll be talking about that, and I think I should mention that President Biden has a new count on the number of states in the union. We'll take that up, and I think we have to at least lightly examine, mention at the very least, that Pelosi hammer attack episode in the Speaker's home. She wasn't there, but unfortunately for her husband, he was. One week till the election, as I said, the most important midterm election of our lives It's an existential election, and if that sounds like hyperbole, let's examine the facts. Biden has pushed through $6 trillion in federal spending. Think about that, $6 trillion, and he hasn't been president for even two years yet. The national debt has grown to more than $31 trillion. Yes, that's $5 trillion more than our entire economy, and that's part of the reason for high inflation. The reason we're living through this period of outrageously high prices for food, for gasoline, heating oil, clothing, for almost everything. But in the midst of all the angst and despair, the stock market is looking up. The Dow Jones Industrial is up more than 14% just this month. It's the best track in almost 50 years, and depending on what happens on this final day of trading in October... This could be the best October on the Dow in history. That's going back to 1896. But what a mess all around these markets, because the Fed this week is expected to raise interest rates up 75 basis points again, and that could set off another sell-off in the market. Not even two years in office and six million illegal immigrants as well entering the country. That's an invasion by any standard. And Biden and Harris say our borders secure. Check. Don't you love these people? And no sense talking about the cartel's sex trafficking and poisoning of America. Fentanyl is now the number one killer of Americans ages 18 to 45 and not a peep from the Biden White House, where apparently they just love the Mexican drug cartels because they're putting tens of billions of dollars into their coffers, and they've turned the entire Mexican border over to the cartels. Who knows, maybe the big guy is getting a 10% cut like usual. The cartels get twelve to $15,000 for each alien they smuggle over the wide-open border, six million of them, six times. Let's see, let's be conservative, $10,000 for each illegal alien, That equals, are you ready? Doing just a little quick math, $60 billion in two years. If Biden were to get his usual big guy cut of 10%, that's $6 billion in the Biden vault. I'm sure the Biden crime family does have expenses on all this, so that number is probably a little lower. 
it's still a hefty take and not so great for the hundreds of thousands of Americans being poisoned and killed by the cartels and the Chinese who are providing the fentanyl, or the millions whose wages are being undercut by illegal workers. But for Biden, I'm sure he just considers all of those Americans killed and wages cut to be merely collateral damage in his fight against inflation, the inflation that he's created. Quite a little racket they've all constructed, isn't it? And no wonder the Marxist Dems fought so hard against that wall that President Trump wanted to build on the Mexican border. That would have been a real hit on Biden family finances, wouldn't it? In fact, not only this puppet president of ours, but his masters, the Marxist Dem cabal that runs them, the Democratic Party, and the country now. And with all that going on, the hogs are getting fatter by the day in the swamp under this administration. They say the rest of the country be damned. Either his puppeteers or the puppet Biden forgot how many states are in the union as well. He was in Philadelphia campaigning for another impaired candidate, John Fetterman, who wants to put as many felons on the street as possible. And in his remarks, President Biden referred to 54 states. Biden, it seems, is gone or going, folks. It's that straightforward. Remember when Obama said there are 57 states while campaigning in 2008? So, by some reckonings, Biden has a case to say that he's at least three states smarter than Obama. That case can be argued, I realize. And speaking of arguments, a doozy has been unleashed out in the People's Republic of California. Or to quote the new owner of Twitter, replying to Hillary Clinton, quote, there is a tiny possibility there might be more to this story than meets the eye, end quote. And the story to which Elon Musk was referring is this. A man clad only in his underwear attacked Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband with a hammer at 2.30 in the morning in the Pelosi's San Francisco home. Got all that? Paul Pelosi is now in a hospital recovering after surgery for injuries including a fractured skull and injuries to his hands and arms. And by the way, you should note, all those injuries came as the man attacked him in front of the police that had responded to a call for help. Police have given conflicting accounts of what actually transpired, and some news outlets, liberal news outlets, of course, tried initially to label the assailant 42-year-old David DePape as a MAGA extremist. The truth, obviously, is more complicated. DePape is, it turns out, a nudist activist who lived in and near a hippie collective and homeless encampment, most recently living in a bus in front of the house of his ex-partner. Also a nudist activist with, according to Breitbart, a Black Lives flag and a window in her home, an LGBT rainbow with pot symbol hanging from a tree in her front yard. She's the mother of his two children, and a neighbor says DePape is mentally ill. As I said, complicated, and we will update you, of course, on this story throughout. And so it goes. The polls are converging in this final week of the midterm campaigns all over the country, and Pennsylvania is no exception where State Senator Doug Mastriano is in a bitter battle for the governor's office with one of the state's establishment Marxist Dems. And Mastriano is also opposed by an establishment. 
He's being opposed as well by the state's GOP establishment, as well as Mitch McConnell and the RNC's Ronna McDaniel. Because, you see, Mastriano is endorsed by President Donald Trump. Because he's America first, he's MAGA, a strong faith, family values, pro-life candidate. His is a great story. Mastriano is a retired U.S. Army colonel, combat veteran, has a Ph.D. in history, opposed by the GOP establishment, as I said, because they still hate Donald Trump. So much so, they prefer a Marxist dim win in Pennsylvania rather than Doug Mastriano. Senator Mastriano is our guest here today, and welcome back to the Great America Show, Doug. What a race you're in. Your opponent has outspent you by something like 27 to 1. That's insane. Yet your polling numbers are closing. Give us your assessment in this final week before Election Day. Thank you, Lou, for having me back on. And you're right, we're massively outspent. The Democrats see that the road to the White House goes through Pennsylvania. And so they've invested a lot of money in my uh, opponent. And uh, they also see that, you know, if, if Fetterman does win and he can't stay in office, the governor gets to appoint, you know, his replacement. So it, it, it's a twofer. It's, and the Democrats get it. The establishment on our side does not get it. Uh, but we're funded by the people. Um, We've, uh, my wife and I have campaigned in all 67 counties uh, multiple times. Now we're hitting hard in, in the battleground areas of the state right now, in the southeast, uh, in, in Philly area, in Pittsburgh and Erie, as well as some places up in the northeast, uh, Poconos. And uh, our reception, Lou, has been, you know, astoundingly well. I mean, I, I campaigned yesterday in three events in Bucks County, which is just outside of Philly to the north. And uh, our first event we went to in the middle of the workday, we had standing room only. It was like four or 500 people. I mean, when my opponent goes to these events in, in friendly territory, he can't draw but 12 or 15 people. So we've seen that throughout the state over the past six months. This is an odd thing. Uh, uh, he doesn't seem to have much of a following, and he doesn't seem to have much of a plan. Uh, and, and frankly, I, I don't know what he stands for. Uh, I mean, that's all to the side here. I, I mean, I know what you stand for. And, and frankly, I mean, I, I look at the two of you, uh, the energy that you and your wife, by the way, are, are bringing to the campaign trail. That's the stuff that I really like uh, as an observer of politics for a very long time. I, I, I've, I've seen it work well, and I've seen it uh, also represent candidates who are really uh, for the people uh, and the best kind of people are out spending the most energy and I would include by the way amongst those candidates one Donald J. Trump uh, a man of tireless uh, endless uh, energy uh, working for the people and enjoying being with the people I don't sense that from your opponent but I, I mean I look at you and you're uh, you know a 30-year veteran of the United States Army uh, a retired officer, a retired colonel uh, in, the, in the Army, uh, a combat veteran. You've got four master's degrees, a Ph.D. You've pu- been in public service since you got out of the military. I'm wondering what in the world. Uh, it, it, I, I think you're the perfect candidate with a, a, an almost uh, perfect record. And I say almost because I have to believe you got a C somewhere in school uh, maybe in elementary school or something. I I, I don't know, uh, but I would ascribe that to you. Uh, you know, none of us is perfect, but you're come awful close. So uh, give us a sense of what you think the people of Pennsylvania are looking for. Um, 
You know, in the Southeast, it's largely law and order, you know, and a governor can take on crime. And, you know, my opponent's been the uh, attorney general for six years, and we have, like, lawlessness in the streets in Philadelphia. You know, 4,400 robberies this year, 2,000, almost 2,000 shooting victims this year, 1,000 carjackings, uh, you know, 439 homicides already this year. And it looks like there's 600 before the year's out. Now, that's spilling out into the, uh, the surrounding counties and the suburbs that are normally safe. Uh, we see Wawa leaving, you know, in part the city because of the lawlessness and the dangers of their employees and the damage to their stores. And so law and order on one side of the state, uh, the rest of the state, uh, inflation, the, the economic situation, you know, a hope for the future, taxation. Uh, there's a lot of talk as well about the wokeness in our schools. Uh, there's a lot of bad stuff going to the schools. And uh, my opponent, he said he's going to basically continue the policies of Wolf when he was in an interview this past June in Philadelphia at, at, at uh, a local affiliate. And uh, if if you're happy with the way things are going, then, you know, he's the guy. But if you want change, then, then Doug Mastriano is, is the man of the hour. And that's what we're hearing across the state. Yeah, I would hope that that would be the case because the people of Pennsylvania – I frankly have a lot to prove to the rest of the country right now, uh, Doug, to, just to be straightforward about it. Uh, I mean, you know, the election of 2020 was an awful, an awful spectacle in Pennsylvania. Your court system uh, looked, you know, I, I mean, pathetic. Uh, the, by the way, the U.S. Supreme Court didn't have any glory to shine on itself either. Uh, with two opportunities to intervene and do what's right, uh, at least in terms of getting to the bottom of what was going on uh, in your state and others. But also the Republican leadership in the state legislature, my goodness. Uh, it, it, uh, and now we got 250,000 votes have been sent out by your Secretary of State, uh, unverified ballots. Uh, this is a time, it seems to me, the people of Pennsylvania would want reform, would want change, uh, and, and to raise the level of the quality of public servants in that state. I agree. I mean, it, it was a laughing stock what happened in 2020. And, you know, asking questions as a senator does not make anyone an election denier. I mean, I, I don't think Hillary's conceded since 2016. We I mean, know Stacey Abrams hasn't conceded in Georgia, you know, four years ago. And uh, we have a lot of unanswered questions. Uh, sadly, our governor has vetoed most of the good legislation we had, but we have tightened up election laws a little bit. But here's the thing, Lou. It's time for people uh, in this state and, and across this nation to stop waving their fists at the TVs and, you know, being angry. Do something about it. And so, you know, volunteer for a campaign, support a candidate, give money if you can, be a poll watcher, you know, uh, this time last year, Glenn Yonkin was told he was going to lose, but he had 90-some percent of the polls manned with poll watchers who made sure the shenanigans were at a low level. And uh, because of that, I believe he, he won the race. So we still need another 1,000 or so poll watchers out there. So go to DougForGov.com, sign up, and do something about it. Yeah, I, I think that that's an important invitation to all of your your supporters because basically we need about we need two Republicans uh, at every poll uh, in, in the country. It, it's that straightforward, that simple. Uh, and, and without it, uh, there's going to be an opportunity for, uh, well, for ac illegal activity. And we, we learned a lot in 2020. It'd be a shame not to put to put to work what we learned in 2020, in 2022. Uh, so you, you still need a thousand. Uh, what are What are you doing to get them? 
Uh, we're pushing real hard on social media and, and any platform such as your show. You know, I'll, I'll mention that. And, uh, you know, people are rising up. Uh, you know, our goal is to have, you know, all the polls covered in the state. It's not that hard. Uh, we'll provide training. Uh, our state GOP in Pennsylvania is fantastic, Lou. Absolutely no complaints there. They're helping us with the training and equipping, you know, of uh, and, and as well as overwatching voting integrity in Pennsylvania. Uh, there's a lot of issues out there, but it can be resolved with transparency and people, you know, boots on the ground. Yeah, boots on the ground are important. Uh, voters uh, everywhere are important because they're not only voting, uh, they need to be participating in the process itself, uh, whether it's just simply watching that poll, making sure that there is no skullduggery uh, afoot, uh, as uh, as Oliver Wendell uh Excuse me. Sherlock Holmes once said, Oliver Wendell Holmes said something else. But I, I've just, I, I marvel right now at where we are in this country. Uh, in your state, school, you have the same problems. We have so many of the same problems in every state in the union. Uh, teachers, the two major teachers unions, have declared war on the children uh, of uh, yeah. that are going to school uh, in our public schools, the great equalizer, and they're treating it like the, the children are theirs to do as they wish, not uh, not as their parents would have them and as the community would demand. They should be safe. Uh, sh- they should be taught at the highest levels. Uh, this is not a time for nonsense uh, like CRT, ESG, uh, DEI. Uh, it, it's it, all of these programs are nonsense. Your thoughts about what is happening to schools and how Doug Mastriano would fix it. Well, we had a hearing in the state Senate uh, a week and a half ago, and we brought in moms from across the state, especially the southeast part of the state, and it was, her- it was horrific. And uh, we know the stories, but to hear it out of the mouths of moms who you know, are confronting this and, and being pushed out and, and, and pushed to, you know, and told to be quiet from a bureaucrat's I mean, the indoctrination and, in, in, you know, for first and second graders with pronoun games and the kids are told, you know, pick your pronoun today and, and don't tell your parents, by the way, that we're doing this at school. Uh, gender transition surgeries uh, being offered to minors without parental consent or they, they say they'll, that they'll have the parents catch up to it later on. Uh, wait, wait, we wait, have, wait, 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 just a minute. Doug. I got to say that again. Yep. Say that again, please. So they, uh, in the southeast, there's a hard push, and Shapiro is part of this, together, of course, with Dr. Levine, who, who sets the standard for this as our, sec, uh, as our uh, health secretary. Uh, there's uh, being offered and paid for now by the Philadelphia, Hospital, the Philadelphia Children's Hospital uh, gender transition surgeries. And the schools are playing a key role in that because they're playing pronoun games. You know, Some of the schools are where they have radical you know, educators there. And uh, the kids, the moms testified under oath that the kids that are being indoctrinated with pronoun games and confusion to, to set the standard, you know, the conditions for gender transition surgeries later, they're told not to tell their parents what's going on in the classroom. Well, that's amazing. They're using public schools as a feeder program to clinics for gender tr- transition for children. Uh, that is uh, transition and surgery. I mean, this is, there's been no public debate on this. There have been no federal hearings. To my knowledge, there have been no statewide hearings anywhere. Uh, Perhaps New York, perhaps, I I don't know, Pennsylvania. Have there been hearings on this nonsense? 
Uh, it came up uh, during uh, the hearing that that I helped organize in our state committee. I don't chair the committee. The, the state chair is Senator Argyle, and uh, that's where this came up. And so, and of course, it was pushed back uh, harshly by the Democrats. But the moms would have nothing of that when you know the Democrats started trying to hide behind race and what have you. Uh, I, I mean, the moms are real heroes there. And so, what has happened is, uh, you know, my movement here is called the Walk is Free People movement. It, it started during the shutdown. It, it's comprised of just not very conservative Republicans. It includes a lot and a lot of Democrats and independents who, who find their, their kids being, you know, mishandled in the school system. So what I'm going to do about it, Lou, on day one, gender pronoun games end in our school's executive order. On day one, CRT will be banned. On day one, we'll have, of course, curriculum transparency. Schools will have to post all their curriculum online for parental review and parental transparency. Uh, my opponent had fought really hard in Pennsylvania last year for the right of boys to go into the girls' bathroom. And he was not content winning in Pennsylvania. He also fought in Virginia. And this time last year, because of my opponent's work, a, a, a beautiful young 15-year-old girl was raped in Loudoun County, Virginia. We remember what happened. The school board tried to cover it up. The dad confronted the school board. And the dad was hauled out in handcuffs, not the school board. I mean, this is insane. So on day one, boys are not allowed in the girls' bathrooms or the, or the girls' locker rooms, for that matter. And, and uh, this, this, this ridiculous encroachment on women's rights ends. Uh, on day one of my administration, as far as the female athletes will no longer have to compete against male athletes. Yeah, what have we descended to, uh, Doug? When we have to uh, tell the boys, uh, you only go in the boys' room, and girls, you only go in the girls' room. Uh, I mean, that's that's sort of elemental, yep. isn't it? Uh, yet that is how far the left is pushing, how hard they're pushing in this country to destroy uh, the identities of children. Uh, to uh, confuse them further and uh, and to go well beyond anything like education, reading, writing, and arithmetic, which used to be this, uh, that was the mission. When I, when, uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to be growing up, how dare these unions get involved in all of this and how dare state officials, local officials permit these school teachers to usurp the rights and responsibilities of parents. Parents look to them for help, for support uh, in the care of, and the development of their children. And instead, they're talking sex with them at the age of what? Five or six uh, on up? That's right. This, this is insane. And, and are, well, let me ask you this. Uh, is anybody helping on this issue in Pennsylvania? Is there an outcry against it? Or, or, or is this... Is the state of Pennsylvania just rolling all over for this? Uh, the outcry is from the moms and grandmoms out there. I mean, they're, they're, and, and many dads as well. I mean, this is a Paul blue at how, how low it's gotten. You're exactly right that I had to list the things that I just did that I'm going to have to, that I'm going to reverse on day one when I'm sworn in on sworn in on 17 January. Shows you how low the, the, the leftists have gone. They've gone too far. Uh, they're destroying our kids' education, and uh, our test scores in Pennsylvania are tanking. Uh, this, this, this far-left school union and my opponent are waging war on every parent and student. I mean, they, they sued to keep kids in mass. They sued to get boys in the girls' bathroom. And instead of focusing on getting our kids opportunity and educating them so they can break out of poverty in Philadelphia, you know, Lou, many of these young uh, men and women, girls and boys, left school in Philadelphia during the shutdown because they're not being educated. 
And now they're finding themselves, you know, caught up in, in the middle of crossfire or in gangs because they make some bad choices. Uh, the gravediggers in the southeast say they can't keep up with the, the dead teens they're burying. You know, that, that could have been, and this is not hyperbolic, that could have been my dad in the 50s. My dad dropped out of school, and, you know, and he was getting in trouble with the law. And, and a judge just said basically either join the Navy or go to jail. And my dad went to, he used to say, Doug, I was a punk until I joined the Navy. And the Navy turned his life around. It, it turned him around to one of the hardest working, one of the most patriotic family men that you'd ever meet. And he, he's since passed on. And, and that's, I think some of those kids in Philadelphia who've lost their way are, are finding that they've lost opportunities because they're, they're caught up in a cycle of crime and even being killed on the streets. And that's as a result of these failed policies of the far left Democrats in Pennsylvania. That needs to end. Yeah. Well, what it, it seems to me that they would be begging Doug Mastriano uh, to be governor. I, I know that you're running a very tight race, but I mean, here you are with all of your life experience talking about what is important, uh, coming at it from a from a perspective of uh, patriotism, uh, a commitment to uh, self-improvement, uh, a commitment to decency and honor. And Shapiro is trying to strip children of their identities. Uh, this is this is a bizarre moment, and, and the national media and the state media, I understand, are all controlled by the corporate left in this country. But certainly, there's uh, the churches. Are they rising up? Are the are, are the are you know the synagogues? I mean, what in the world? Where is the rest of the community? on these issues because they're they're, they're fundamental uh they the foundation uh, of our nation um let me speak to that so you know i i've been with the indian community the asian indian community and uh they're very supportive that you know they believe in, in, in education opportunity in america you know, as a community uh, the, the churches uh, in Pennsylvania kind of a mixed bag. You know, some of the churches, sadly, blue. They, they share all our values, but oh, you know, I might lose my tax exempt status. Romans chapter thirteen. You know, quoting that out of context. Uh, thankfully, uh, we're heartened. There are some churches who are like, you know, what? This is America. This is not about my my tax exempt status because the left, the left all the time has politicians, you know, preaching from from the pulpit. There, you know, their politics, not even talking their testimony, and so. You know what? It, it, it's time for uh, the churches in Pennsylvania to, to stop playing these games. Either you're part of the solution or you're part of the problem. And uh, this race here, you know, Rebbe and I have stepped out. We believe in our state. We want to we want to change the course of the state here and, and, and save it from the direction it's going in. But we can't do it without the people of Pennsylvania. So, you know, churches and pastors, church leaders out there, you have 11 days uh, to make a choice to take a stand. And uh if, if you choose poorly in a safe way, you know, and, and wring your hands, oh, we can't do this in our congregations while, while the Democrats do all the time. I even had a pastor last night tell me, you know, Doug, we'll, we'll pray over you if you come. But, you know, we try to keep politics out of the pulpit. But, you know, the Democrats come in all the time, and I, and I get no pushback for that. I'm like thinking, you know, we need a little courage here. It, it's time to stand up and do the right thing. And, and uh, we're going to lose our country if, if we blow it in Pennsylvania on uh, November 8th. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that, you know, I can't say that that's hyperbole. I think I agree with you on that issue. I hadn't thought of it that way, but it is a, a fulcrum, a pivot uh, point, uh, certainly to have a state the size of Pennsylvania with your immense resources, uh, which I know you talk about, and freeing up those resources and your economy uh, to restore prosperity to the state. The state has been led by left-wing hacks. 
Uh, and I just don't see what the discussion is here. Uh, when you look at a president like Joe Biden, impaired, uh, most uh, 60% of those surveyed say that this president is unfit to be in the Oval Office. Uh, we watch uh, John Fetterman in a debate with, with Dr. Oz, and we've got Chuck Schumer saying, well, we've got a little problem in Pennsylvania. The Democratic Party in Pennsylvania should be held to account for every every step that he takes from the moment they put him forward uh, after he had that stroke. They're trying to run a fraud game, and it is irresponsible. And the national media and the state media to not talk about his health. If his health, if that of the president of the United States isn't, isn't appropriate mm-hmm. for scrutiny by the American press uh, and people. Where have we come as a nation? The left has seized control of minds and frozen the, the very idea uh, of free speech. I agree. And, you know, you and I have watched this, this double standard. You remember in 1984 during the, the um, Reagan-Mondale debate, I think it was Ted Koppel, I can't remember, but he's like, well, Mr. President, you know, you'll, you, when you leave office in four years, should you win re-election, you'll be 78 years old. You'll be the oldest, oldest president in office. And there was no questions about Joe Biden's age going in at 78 years old. And this, this double standard, this duplicity here needs to be called out. And I'm tired of the hypocrisy. They gave Fetterman a free pass. Lou, the one job of the lieutenant governor, John Fetterman, is to preside as the president of the Senate. He has not shown up to any of our sessions in person to preside uh, since May. And could you imagine if that was me or another Republican? I mean, there'd be heck to pay in the media. You know, he's out campaigning, do your job, resign. But since it's one of their guys on their team, you know, they, they look the other way with grace and mercy. Well, good good grief. I mean, we're in a situation where the guy who is an absentee, by the way, I think you're very fortunate he didn't show up from what I've seen. of him. He's a, he's a complete fraud. Uh, he is a left-wing hack has no visible means of support over the course of his adult life uh, other than the money that he gets from his parents. And suddenly the, the left-wing media wants to put him in front of the people of Pennsylvania. This is disgusting to me uh, that the Democratic Party is behaving this way and conducting itself. It just demonstrates that the, the Democrat Party, the Marxist Dem Party in this country, uh, they're devoid of values. They're devoid of any aspirational uh, and I think uh, patriotic impulse that I can see. They're authoritarian. They want to tell you and your children when they go to school, when they wear masks, what they do, uh, and when they do it. This isn't America. This is uh, this is some sort of freak uh, show put on by the radical Dems to benefit whom? Because it doesn't benefit America to have our borders wide open, to to shut down our energy industry in this country. Fossil fuels are suddenly the enemy when those fossil fuels have fired American progress for almost 200 years in this country. Uh, It's, uh, you get the last word here, uh, I'm going to say it. Governor, it just has a great ring to it. I think you are the right guy at the right moment to be governor of Pennsylvania. Uh, I can't imagine why there is even a moment's choice on the part of any Pennsylvania uh, to make it make it so. So this is where we always give our guests the final word, your concluding thoughts, if you would. Thank you. 
Thank you, Lou. It's, it's always an honor and privilege. Thank you for being a voice of reason for so many years, uh, you know, on the airwaves. Uh, at least Fetterman had the courage to show up, Lou. I mean, my opponent, Shapiro, refuses to debate me. I offered him over 75 days ago now to debate. He could even bring Donna Brazil and you have a cheat sheet, you know, in, in her pocket for him. But uh, he's getting away with it because the Democrats, you know, have the media on their side. You know, in the end, the future of our nation is decided by Pennsylvania. We are the Keystone State. We're sitting on a gold mine of energy resources, which uh, under Shapiro will be crushed and destroyed. We'll see inflation and gas prices even go up higher in Pennsylvania. Or under Mastriano, where we're going to have an economic renaissance. I'm going to open up our energy sector like we've never done before. We're going to drill and dig and export to our allies over in Europe and bring all those billions of euros over to Pennsylvania. And it'll be a place of energy and, and prosperity and hope and opportunity and a place where people can walk as free men and women and not, not be looking over their shoulder, whether, you know, there's a criminal coming or there's a government bureaucrat out, out of Harrisburg coming after them. Because Ronald Reagan was right. You know, the most terrifying words are, I'm from the government. I'm here to help. Under Mastriano, we're going to roll back the bureaucracy massively and put the power back in the hands of the people. Well, Doug Mastriano, we appreciate you being with us. We thank you so much, and uh, we we wish you Godspeed in your in your campaign. Uh, it's closing, and I know that uh, you're going to bring that thing right to the edge and prevail on election day. We certainly hope so. We pray so, and Godspeed. Doug Mastriano, thanks for being with us, and God bless you. God bless you, too. Thank you, sir. Doug Mastriano, Republican for governor of Pennsylvania. As you heard, his website is Doug4Gov. That's Doug4Gov, the letter 4, gov.com. If you want to help him out and send a message to the establishment GOP, that's Doug4Gov.com. Thanks, everybody. Here tomorrow, our guest will be leading Republican pollster and strategist John McLaughlin of the McLaughlin Group to tell us how these elections are unfolding all over the country. Be sure to vote and to join us here tomorrow on The Great America Show. Till then, God bless you, and may God bless America.